Blog Talk Radio. Greetings everybody, as always, we'd like to give you all a warm, warm welcome to today's show. I'm your host, of course, Faith. My co-host, Shaz, will be joining us in a bit. Welcome everybody, I see you all. Welcome to all our listeners on the call line. You know what you need to do. If you're new to Block Talk Radio, you need to push one on your keypad, and that will be my cue that you want to join into the conversation. Otherwise, feel free to listen, or you can sign up and join the chat room and chat away. If you're very new to Blog Talk, you got to go to, um, what you got to do is come on over to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash her story two, that's T-O-O, and then click on the link that says sign up, and that should get you right in. Okay, y'all international listeners, a big shout out to all of you. We love you all, and we know that you all have to call through different avenues. So go ahead and use the Skype to call button, and that should get you right in. So we want to show a big appreciation and say a big thank you to all our listeners in Europe. First, we'll start by thanking those of us back home here in Denmark and Scandinavia, and our neighbors in Finland and Norway and across the bridge in Sweden. Thank you so much for all your support. We also want to thank our other European neighbors in Greece, in Italy, in France, the UK, Belgium, Russia, um, Spain, and, um, and the Netherlands. We thank you so much for listening and sharing all your feedback with us. We absolutely love your emails and all the good stuff you send us. We also want to thank our listeners in Canada, in the U.S., you have one of your very own with us today, and that is software engineer professor, TED, ex, TED uh, speaker, Keisha. Keisha Williams will be hanging out with us today. So big, big up and big shout out to all of you in the U.S. We also want to thank our listeners in Nigeria, in um, Uganda, in Kenya, Habarigani, Karibukiti, in um, India, in Cambodia, Indonesia, in the Philippines, in Mexico, Australia, in Mali, Cote d'Ivoire, Ivory Coast, Ghana, in Gambia, Sierra Leone, Nicaragua, Somalia, Malaysia, and Costa Rica. And I hope I haven't left anybody out. Um, Indonesia, of course, Indonesia, 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 she does my love. So welcome everybody. Today we're going to be talking about all things tech, all things STEM. We're also um, joined by our special guest, who's Keisha Williams. Um, Keisha um, is a software engineer with over 20 years experience, specializing in a full stack web application development using Java, 
Spring Angular, and Amazon Web Services. She's trained, she has trained and mentored thousands of software developers in the U.S., in Europe and Asia and teaches Java at the university level. So that's our special guest today. She's also won um, several awards and also including an award from Chick-fil-A for her work on investigating how emerging technologies and artificial intelligence, AI, can enhance restaurant operations and customer experiences. So that's who we're talking about. That's who we're chatting with today, y'all. Um, so we're going to see if she's here with us. Um, join the chat, sign up, and then you'll be able to join the chat guest. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that's how it works on Blog Talk. So go ahead and do that. Yes. Um, hey, Christina. Welcome, Jack. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, 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 welcome. I see you all. Welcome. So I think Keisha is here with us, and I think Shaz is here with us. Hey, Keisha, are you here with us? Yes. Can you hear me? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Welcome. Yes, we can. Welcome, Tisha. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure and an honor. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. We don't know where to Thank start. So We're not much. starting with the AI stuff because I looked at that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we have so like, many questions for you. <laughs> You're just going to be, you know, drowning all, in all the questions we have for you today. So just be, you know, ready to just, you know, go for it. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> okay, yeah. teacher. Welcome. So Shaz, you wanna take it away? You just go first and I will I will hold my horses and I will yeah. ask my questions later. Yeah, it's, um, it's amazing what yes, you do. Y'all and, can um, drop your questions in the chat. Let me just give them the direction. Drop your questions in the chat. Some of y'all can Send them to me on Twitter like you do with the DM. I get them. I'll see them and I'll share them. And I already received your, your question, Marilyn. Okay, I will ask Keisha if Shaz gives me a minute to do so. And um, push one on your keypad if you want to join in. Okay, y'all? Those are for the listeners on the call line. Okay, Shaz, take it away. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah, Keisha. Well, the first question I have for you is that how do you make a difference in self, as a software engineering in people's life? You know, because every time, you know, when you hear like the word software engineering and then, you know, you don't, we don't see you guys so much. We just hear the word like software engineering. So um, how do you want to describe, you know, that what kind of difference do you make in people's life as, you know, as the work? Sure. So for me, I feel like my role as a software engineer is to build mm -hmm. systems and applications that make life easier. So in, in everything right. that I, I do, that's really the, the overall goal, just to, to make life easier. You know, it's not to build systems to replace people or put people out of a job, but for me, it's really just to make life easier and more convenient right and um so and then um like um why did you pick to be a, i mean what made you to say hey i like to be in a software engineering i mean was it yeah. something that you were just like yeah. dragged to or was it yeah i get that question a lot and for mm -hmm. me, I really started computer programming when I was in high school. So that was a very long time ago. 
And back then, I did not call it computer programming. I just called it playing with the computer. And so Mm -hmm. my father purchased a computer, and I always joke and tell people, he put the computer in my playroom. So, like, in one hand, I had a Barbie doll, and and in the other hand, I had a computer manual writing (laughs) basic programming. And so just that exposure early on in life really got me, I guess, Mm -hmm. interested in technology and computers. So when I was trying to figure out what to major in in college, it was very easy because I loved computers by that point. So that's how I got into software engineering. Yep. Mm -hmm. And is there anybody else, like, in the family that actually does the same thing that you do, or... Unfortunately, or is it just that you no. were like? <laughs> yeah, it's it's just me, oh. but I do have three kids. So I have a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old, and I've already explained, mm-hmm. well, basically I've told all three of them that they're going to be computer scientists. So <laughs> I'll have I'll have three more because people you know, to join it, me. Okay, because, you know, sometimes, you know, when it's ah, software engineering, sometimes it just, you know, sounds so dry, <laughs> you know, it's just like, because you have to be in front of the computer all the time, and you know how people, like, sometimes, I just call them nerdy, you know, like, oh, this is yes. too much, but yeah. I think it's always cool, you know, so, um, but you, you never get tired of it, like, you just think, oh, yeah, no. this is maybe also too much. No, I never get tired of it because with technology, things change so often. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's exciting because I have to, like, learn the new things. So if, if you don't like learning, um, then technology mm-hmm. is def- definitely not for you. But for me, it never gets boring because there's always something new. And there's for me, it's like cool technology out there like artificial intelligence and machine learning and facial recognition mm-hmm. and it's just it's just really cool so it's exciting yes yeah, so okay you sure person they... of interest right <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my favorite shows sorry that along with I minority know, right? reports <laughs> Are you one of the, the, the producers? Are you liking the background? You know, we only see the shows. We don't know who's behind, who's doing the stuff, and who are the people behind all those coding and stuff. Are you one of those people, Keisha? Are you all um, in tech, behind the scenes, coding <laughs> away? <laughs> I wish I could be. I wish I could. <laughs> okay, well... Put your wish out there. But let's see what happens. Anyway, let's talk about being a woman in but, tech. In the world of AI yeah. and minority report, how does that work? You know, like Shaz was saying that it looks so dry, it seems so dry. And, um, you know, we've had this discussion with, with, you know, a couple of our guests and also some of our girls in the STEM club, and what they say is, it's not as fun as the fun stuff, <laughs> meaning the makeup stuff, you know, the do-overs, the fashion stuff. It's not as fun. And I think um, maybe you can touch on the importance of, you know, embracing technology, being part of, you know, the change and transformation that's taking place and how women can – is there a different approach to working in tech 
that is more suited to make it exciting and interesting for women, perhaps, so we don't feel like well, it's so dry. Well, it, re- it really depends on how you're wired. So in tech, there are several different roles. And so when I was first, I guess, starting out my career in tech, I didn't really understand, like, all of the different roles. I thought it was just, like, hardcore programming. That is all it is. But there's there's a whole lot more. So if you're very organized and you like to be in charge, then you can potentially serve in the role as an IT project manager. So, you know, managing software application projects like the timeline and, and the delivery. If you're more of an artsy type person and you like to design, maybe you can work as a user interface designer or a user experience designer, you know, designing the screens and how things flow and the look and feel and the colors and the images. And then there's the mm-hmm. coding aspect. That's what I do. And then there's like testing. So maybe you want to just test the quality of software that your company is about to put out to make sure there are no bugs, make sure it's user-friendly and easy to use. So there's also a testing aspect of it. So you really just have to to figure out what you like and then see how Mm -hmm. that fits into tech. Yeah, so find your space and then find what it's like to. Yeah. Shaz, you wanted to ask something? You wanted to say something? Yeah, I actually also had another question, but um, I mean, like, how do you work amongst other software engineering? <laughs> how do you guys work, you know, amongst each other? <laughs> Is it too much like, uh, you know, uh, computer thing going on, you know, like a robot thing? Or is it just like you, you, just, <laughs> you guys just work? I mean, do you understand each other's language? You know, because everywhere you go and in a workplace, they have like a, you know, specific definitions of some some things that other people from outside, they don't know. You know what I mean? You know, know, like working in a, you know, in other places, you know, sometimes they have some some word for their, you know, the the, the stuff that people among themselves, they know, but other people, they don't even know what the shit they're talking about. So, (laughs) you know. Yeah, there is that that technical jargon, right? And every mm-hmm. like every term there's an ac- acronym and this means this and that means that. And so, yeah, there there is a a tech talk or a tech language. Okay. But okay. It's, where I work, we mm-hmm. have what we ca- we call business analysts. So they they what they what they do they translate that technical talk to i guess terms that like general business users can understand and so okay. there is that like the the business analyst is like the translator so she, he or she is like translating from the technical language to i guess mm-hmm. the everyday everyday language so i know what you right. mean I know that there are some terms yeah. that just come natural to me, and and when I talk to my family, right. they're like, "What? What in the world are you talking about?" I like for one for one right. example, <laughs> um, my a friend but, of mine. She oh, go ahead. You have a mm-hmm. question? No, go on. No, but I, I have a story. I think it's gonna be good. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
so there was a friend of mine, and because she knows I'm in IT, she was using the, the software program, and she just didn't like how it worked, and she wanted me to tweak it and make changes to it. And so my first question mm-hmm. to her was, okay, well, what language is the application written in? And she's like, what do you mean? It's in English. I'm like, okay, no. Which programming language? So, so I do sometimes take certain things and tech for granted. So. Okay. But I'm just thinking, is there like a course or something you have to take to, you know, understand the tech language? <laughs> or is it just something that just comes within the work, you know, by the time being, (laughs) when you have been in the field for years, you know what I mean? Because sometimes, I guess it is like that, I assume. Yeah. There's not, (laughs) I have not seen a course out there that teaches, like, just basic tech terms. And sometimes it's it's very specific to, like, your organization and the different technology tools that you use inside of that Mm -hmm. organization. Right. So, yeah, I haven't seen a course yeah. that, that teaches that. No, it just comes <laughs> when you actually cool. are working with the. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kisha, how I also had you been... another question, but. Go for it. But you chat. just go ahead <laughs> first, and then I will come up with. No, you just come up. With... Oh, okay. Well, I have another question. Maybe it's a little bit hard for me to. to um, explain it but I will try and then you can go ahead and see if you get it or you know okay um, as a software you know the product is always hidden you know when you work in a workplace and you can see the computer and everything an example is like when you work on the computer you, you do see what you do but you don't know how the work is behind it do, do you know I mean this is a tricky one and um, I don't know how else I can explain it. But, you know, sometimes, you know, like usually when you sit up front of the computer, you work with it and everything just comes up. But mm-hmm. what is it like really like behind it? Like, I mean, how does, mm-hmm. it, how does it work? Like how does the solution work? You know what I mean? Because it's kind of hidden. Like people doesn't know. But maybe, of course, as a software engineering, you guys know like, okay, you know, that's how it works. Right. Or, you know. Or that's how actually we deal with it. But, you know, but I get what you're saying. So I, I, it's a tricky one, but so the, is the I'm question, not sure it's easy to explain. So is your question related to, for example, I'm using like a website. And as a software yeah. engineer, just behind the scenes, I know how, like, the language it's using, how everything fits in. Is that your question? Yeah, kind of, yeah. So, yeah, just from being in the industry, I know how different types of applications work. So, for example, okay. if I'm using, like, Microsoft Word on my computer, I know mm-hmm. that that's what's called a desktop application and everything is local to that computer versus I'm using a web application or an application that that you use through like Chrome or Internet Explorer or through a web browser, that application is built entirely differently from how Microsoft Word is 
built and developed. Okay. So that, just that knowledge okay. just comes from, you know, being in the industry and building software solutions. So I'm not sure if that answers your question or not. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it does, yeah. I know it's okay. a tricky one, but it does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay, you go ahead, Faith. You yeah. were going to say something. <laughs> Thank you. I want to know about your summer. That's my question. I want to know about the summer you spent at the NSA. That one. <laughs> That's what I want to yeah. know. What was cooking? <laughs> oh. I, I know you have a ton of questions, but I want to know what was going on at the, at the summer. You know, that must have been the summer uh. internship of the century. Tell us about that. First of all, how did you get into the building? <laughs> what's, what's, what's it like? <laughs> well, that experience was amazing. It was a lot of fun. Now, the road to getting there was a very long process. And so the just the application process and the interview process was something that I had never experienced before in my life and something I really never want to experience again. And so, you know, typically oh. when you apply, when you apply for a job, you put in your resume, you maybe list three references, you go in for an interview, you meet with a few people, they check your references, and then you, you get the job or you don't get the job. So going through the process to work with the NSA, yeah, you submit your resume, you submit your references, so you come in for an interview, you have to take a psychological evaluation, you're strapped up to a lie detector test, and you have to answer a series of questions. They go in person to wherever you grew up, they talk to all of your family, they talk to your neighbors, they talk to all of your references mm -hmm. in person, And so just that experience, I was like, just for a summer internship, I have to go through all of this. But it was definitely Seriously? well well worth it <laughs> because wow. it, it was just it was just an like a, a lifetime event that I'll I'll never forget and I'll always cherish. And the work that I <laughs> so they did. Talked to all your, mm -hmm. So the work uh, that you did. Go on. Yeah, the work that I did was just basically what I'm doing now, computer programming. And so wow. it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So you have some of the pro you you helped develop some of the programs at the NSA, Keisha? Miss Williams. I did work on I did work on software <laughs> development when I was there. I did. <laughs> so you can like hack the system, right? <laughs> discuss that. 
I mean, you know, you know, maybe Marilyn, you know, the NSA stands for national, national, not local, national security. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe let's go on to talk about something a little bit less security related. Um, so, Keisha, you won this Ada Lovelace Award in Computer Engineering from Luke Farr. Yes. Right, and you also won. Is it the Think Different Innovation Award from Chick Fil A? Tell us about these awards. How different were they, and did they play any role in you gaining more um, recognition in the technical conferences and gaining more speaking engagements? You know, how did it change your life? Sure. <clears throat> so I'll start with the Ada Lovelace Award for Computer Engineering. So that award. I won for a predictive policing machine learning algorithm that I invented. So really just a piece of software that can predict crime. And so based on the, the research on, and Keisha. the work. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Don't go too fast. Just rewind that because we you know me. <laughs> Okay, so this is after your summer internship at the NSA, or this was before? Yes, this was, this was last year. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you came up with this predictive software for policing. Okay, yes. go on. And, and yeah, okay, so y'all pay attention now. She's repeating. Tell us a little bit about the, 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 the journey. <laughs> okay. So the way I'm wired, I love learning new things. And so I'm sure you guys have heard of machine learning. And so it's basically where computers learn without a software engineer telling, telling that computer what to do. And so I wanted to learn mm -hmm. more about it. And so I needed a real-life case study to build. And so I love science fiction. Minority Report is my favorite movie of all time. I've seen it a billion times. And so in that movie, they use psychic technology to predict crime. And so I started thinking, well, what technology do we have today that can predict, make predictions, really, and it's machine learning. And so that really inspired me to build the program that predicts crime. And so it was that program that caused me to win the Ada Lovelace Award. So you have this, this program is there. It's, it's, it's ready to be implemented. It's done. Yes. Yes, it is. And it's really cool. So, so Keisha's developed, yeah, it's going to be used. Is, is it already in use or is it doing so to be what used? I or? Developed, so what I developed, it's, it's more of a, really a case study that proves what the technology can do. And so it's just a really fun case study. And so users, anyone can really talk to the program. And don't laugh. I gave him a name. He's artificial intelligence. His name is Sam. <laughs> and Sam, <laughs> Sam stands for just like, you know, Amazon Alexa. Alexa has a name. So the artificial intelligence program I created. He has a name. His name is Sam. But anyone could talk to Sam through Twitter. So if you're like walking down the street, 
and you see someone you think is engaged in suspicious activity and you're not sure what's going on, you can take a picture, you tweet it to Sam, that like kicks off the whole machine learning piece where he looks at, he looks at the photo, he pulls out attributes about the person like their age and their gender, location, and all this other information, and then he uses that to predict the likelihood of crime. And so, yeah, he's okay. out there. There's a Twitter account. You can tweet pictures. He'll respond uh, with his prediction. But I always say it was a case study. It was something I created during my, like, a week. It took me a week to build it. And so it's not something that you want to really rely on in a life or death situation. But it's, it just really proves what machine learning can do. I'm so glad you said that because wow. Jack was just saying this is the best thing ever to all the people you can't stun. It is not that Keep them busy, all the trolls. Keep the trolls busy. <laughs> Big investigations. You did not do that, Jack. This is a case study. It's still, it's still in the testing phases. <laughs> I'm getting into trouble. <laughs> oh my that goodness! That is too funny. Okay, Keisha, tell us. They are really. I just cannot say everything because they're not being very. Y'all need to behave. Like we have a special guest. Come on now. You know she may develop the next movie. You know the Matrix, and she still hasn't told us whether she's one of the coders behind the scenes, the person of interest, and she's not told us. You know what was cooking at the NSA. So you know we really don't know who we're talking to right now. <laughs> we just know she's Keisha. <laughs> She dropped. Anyway, Keisha, tell yes. us about Chick-fil-A. Yeah. How can AI help us get our meals? How can Why AI help AI us do what? Chick-fil-A? Oh, okay. How can AI? This is this is a question yes. from Christina. Actually, it's not my question because I, you know, I mentioned it earlier on. So she she touched it a while ago. How can AI help us get our food faster? Well, I with can a smile. Tell you. Sorry. She said with a smile. <laughs> so this is, this is something that I think it was the previous question about the Think Different Innovation Award that I won at, for Chick-fil-A. And so I routinely lead innovation teams as we research, like, a lot of the cool and emerging technologies like artificial intelligence. And so what my team developed, we developed three Amazon Alexa skills so one customer-facing skill and two um, just internal to the restaurant used by the, the restaurant, like the, the operator of the restaurant. And so just from a customer perspective, there's, an, uh, there's going to be a skill where you can just get nutritional information about the Chick-fil-A product. Um, but then switching to the restaurant-facing side for the team members that work in the restaurant and for the store operators, we provided the ability to get up-to-the-minute sales. And so that helps an operator know, like, how's he doing and helps them adjust and make different business decisions. And then also from knowing, like, who's clocked in at the restaurant, who's supposed to be there but they're not there, 
And again, it just helps him make better business decisions as he's managing the restaurant. And so that's just one application of how we've used artificial intelligence. We're also researching. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Internet of Things, but that's just where, like, everyday objects connect to the Internet. And so we've been experimenting mm-hmm. with IoT or Internet of Things with um, the fryers at the restaurant to help us know, like, from a from our selling, from, I guess from the Chick-fil-A restaurant, the waffle fries, it's one of the highest selling mm-hmm. items. And so we're, we're using IoT and that technology to help make sure we always have hot fries for our customers. And so that's another thing that we've been dabbling with. But we really, at Chick-fil-A, we really try to utilize technology to help improve restaurant operations and customer experiences. So that's okay. a little bit about some of the things okay. we're doing at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Are you worried about the computer systems, you know, the way things are going with, with the advancement of technology and AI in the future, especially if they get smarter than human beings? No, And that we wouldn't be able to control worried. it. No, I'm not worried. Yeah. I'm actually excited. <laughs> so just the, like that excites me. It's, to, for me, it's just really cool. And I say that because I'm, I look at it like this. So, well, let me back up. So when I was growing up, I always felt that computers would, or technology would soon like rule the world, take over the world, be in control. And so I wanted to be the one controlling the computers and controlling the technology. And that's another reason why I went into computer science. And so I feel like I have control over so our fries, our fries and our Ooh. stuff in Chick-fil-A will be programmed to Keisha's like you. Because <laughs> she will decide how much she likes the fries. And then the program will say, perfect. That's why y'all need to get into tech because you also need to have a say in what happens. Because if you, the programmer, this is my little really baby step, understanding my, my it's a bit of knowledge in tech. I just see that if who who programs the software or technology decides what it does. Right. If you decide exactly. this is the perfect ice cream, then that's what's going to be the perfect ice cream. So, Sam, if Keisha decides that Sam needs to identify such a criteria, <laughs> she's coding that criteria for Sam. <laughs> so I want to know. I'm just going to make a request, Keisha. You know, do something in the code for women issues, okay? Just help us out there with the code. You know, just drop the code or two, you know, to protect women and girls. <laughs> from abductions, <laughs> from child trafficking, you know, from that good stuff, just drop a code or two. Um, no, yeah, Jack, no. That's not a code we're going to ask her to do. <laughs> no. I'm always looking for, for the, the next use case. Yes, I'm always looking for the next mm-hmm. thing to build. So I'll have to bring yeah. so just some that's ideas and see what I come up with. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Story, that's our request. As you code it, just code something to protect our women and our girls in there, just, you know, a line or two. 
to protect his. Okay, Jack and the boys. Yeah, fine. And the children. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, tell us about but this I see wonderful I have initiative. Go for it, Chad. Well, just go ahead. I mean, go on, go on, Chad. Yeah. No, but my question was just, I mean, don't you think that in general that, you know, everything with technology, it, it sometimes is a little bit too much because it's like, you know, the people get used to, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you hang out with people, sometimes they're so busy with their phones, with everything, you don't really have that social thing anymore between families or friends. You know what I mean? It's like you go to a coffee shop or you go to a friend's house. Everybody's sitting there with the computer, with the phone. They're not even focusing on each other. I also think, yeah. that, you know, mm-hmm. that in our environment, like in the future, I, and I know definitely that in the future, I think it's going to be even more and more, you know, with all this computer stuff. Uh, yeah. And I think yeah. that the world is going to be, you know, like, far out in the future but I just think already that there is a lot of things even with kids I, I mean they have iPads in schools right now here in Denmark you know yeah. um, they yeah. give them iPad yeah and they use it in the class so that's I, what just I just feel mean, that you know, it's yeah we just have to really be deliberate so when I think about my family and like I said I have three kids they all have iPhones They all have iPads, but as a parent, I'm very, you know, I I monitor what they do. I limit (laughs) their time. When we are having dinner around the table, they are not allowed to have phones. Mm -hmm. So it's really, I mean, we have to be deliberate to make sure that we still have that personal interaction Mm -hmm. with with each other because if if we don't, then we're we're just not going to have that personal interaction. Everybody is going to be on their phone, exactly. on Facebook, yeah. or tweeting. And so, yeah, we just, as a parent, I definitely feel it's, it's my responsibility to at least, you know, control what happened in my house mm. and limit that time. Yeah. I agree right. with you, Keisha. Yeah. I think a lot of times people forget that these are children and you're still the parent. And your children cannot dictate to you as the parent what they do all the time. And anybody, then you bought those you bought the technology, you bought the iPad, the iPhones, all that stuff, so you should have at least a say, <laughs> and it's also for their own well-being. But we have yeah. like, um, we have like about maybe five minutes left on the show, um, give or take, but I just wanted you to spend maybe this time just telling us about this very beautiful initiative you have, which is called the Colors of STEM. You know, I saw it. I thought it was so beautifully put together. It's about stories about diversity and inclusion for women and girls in STEM. Tell us why you thought it was necessary and what inspired you to develop such a great initiative. Sure. So for me, I've been in tech for 23 years. And every place that I've worked, I've all oftentimes felt really alone, right? So a lot of times when I'm in meetings, I look around the room, I'm the only female or I'm the only African-American. And so I wanted to just build a community where I could just share the stories of women in tech 
um, other women like me, and just really build a community. And so just through the work that I've done with Colors of STEM, I've met so many amazing people from around the world. It's helped to build my network. It's helped to build their network. And really, it's just, it's just a community um, for women in technology so that they don't feel alone. Okay. And then also, yeah. also to also show role models to the younger generation. So my, my 10-year-old daughter, she already calls herself a computer mm-hmm. programmer. <laughs> so when she <laughs> enters the workforce, I don't want her to, like, experience a lot of the things that I've experienced, and I just want the younger generation to have those positive role models that they can, you know, look up to and then just see other women doing the things that they want to do. So that's really, that's another reason why I created Colors of STEM. Yeah, it's really a beautiful initiative, and it's, it's, it's very well represented, you know, across the board. And I think I like how you've set it up. It's really nice. And so, you know what, y'all, she just mentioned it's a global uh, platform, so you can find them on Twitter. It's called Colors of STEM, C-O-L-O-R of STEM. Go find it and, you know, just have fun with it. It's quite interesting to read some of the stories there whether you're aspiring, whether you're thinking about it, or, you know, just want to see what's going on in the world of STEM. Okay, Keisha, um, I just want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's been a pleasure and an honor. I really hope you will come back because we want to know what's going on with Sam, and we also want to know, um, you know, how it's going on with the coding. Just before you, you know, you seal that deal on the code, we we want to just, you know, add a line or two for our women and girls. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> before it's launched, <laughs> you know the the, the police. I think I is. can work that okay. out. I can definitely work that out. <laughs> yeah, and thank you so yeah. much for having me today. It's a pleasure and an honor. What would you like yeah, to take away really today? Nice. Yeah. Say that again. What would you like people to take away today? You have like one minute. <laughs> I would just say if you're if you have the opportunity to mentor someone younger, um, just use that opportunity to to give back and and help the the next generation. That's really all I would say. I'm just very passionate about about that, so I urge everybody to to do it as well. Okay, beautiful, Chef. Thank you. Yeah, but thank Shaz. you. Uh, Thank yeah, thank you. I mean, being here at our show, and then you know, tell us how Aisha Software Engineering is and what they work with. You know, it makes us a little bit smarter. I mean, <laughs> it, so it's it's really nice. So um, yeah, and it's great what you do. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, we had yeah. so much fun. Yeah. So everybody no, yeah. in the chat, please forward your questions to Keisha. Maybe DM her because <laughs> some of your questions <laughs> might not get her a second internship at the NSA. So go for it. <laughs> <laughs> go for it and um, have your ideas for Sam.
come as well, go for it. You know, I had to throw in my name there, but, you know, you can also make your own code if you're in for the challenge. Okay, everybody, <laughs> we love you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Yeah, it was such like a pleasure and honor. I know you're Thank such a you. smarty smurf. You're super smart, doing all cool stuff. Let us know how it's going. You're always welcome back. Just let us know. And um, we would love to have you here again to chat. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You know, everybody, (laughs) how it goes, how it works. We ask you all to go and do something positive, do something good. We know you'll do what you do, good or bad. We don't know. We can't control that. But we just ask you to do something good to change the world. Okay, everybody, do something. You know, instead of doing nothing, just do something to change the world for the better. Go for it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.